Welcome into the Grind Sports Podcast, where we take an in-depth look at the hard work it takes to be successful. Whether you're a pro wrestler or a writer, there's a daily grind that takes place to make your dreams happen. In this episode, we continue our Salute to Resolution series and talk with Colin Schwager, a writer who has just put out his first book in a matter of weeks. I hope you enjoy. So uh, from the very beginning of my childhood, I'd say around two or three years old, I, I expressed an interest in writing. Uh, believe it or not, I actually learned how to read from playing Pokemon on the original Game Boy. Um, and the reason being was because I could not play it. Um, one of the things about you know Pokemon and similar role-playing games, they're very text-based. And so you have to read in order to progress. <laughs> So uh, my dad got a little sick of uh, reading all the text for me and so sent me on my way and said, you know, if you want to progress, you got to learn how to read it. And so I did. And from there, um, I started to, you know, you harness my love of reading uh, and that progressed, you know, into kindergarten where I was reading way above my, uh, my grade level. And so that that's where my love of reading began. And so since then, I've read and read and it's just progressed from there and um my love of writing you know came from that because the i got was inspired by the authors that i was reading and uh one of my biggest inspirations was jk rowling who wrote the harry potter series um and so you know that kind of sparked my interest in like oh you know this is really good i i have my own ideas that i want to get out there and so I did that, you know, and it started with short stories and um, just getting my ideas out there. And, you know, I never really wrote anything into fruition to the, you know, to the completion up until last month. So that was a really proud moment for me. And that's been a long time coming, too, because, you know, like you said, this is something that, first off, you learned how to read playing Pokemon. So that's on an epic level, uh, you know, on an old Game Boy too. Not not like a Game Boy Advance. We're talking like an old Game Boy. Yep, the OG. <laughs> <laughs> that thing looked like a brick. I mean, that was, for all of those who don't know, all the Zoomers out there who are trying to find those collector's items now, that thing was a brick. That's awesome. I mean, that's, that's a story yeah. in and of itself. So thank you for sharing that. Um, when you're, you know, moving forward in your passion, and you mentioned J.K. Rowling, um, talk to me a little bit about what it was like to start writing short stories, especially when you're, you know, flooded with lots of different stories that you've already read. Um, what was that kind of experience like when you started putting the pen to paper? Sure. So uh, a lot of my inspiration, you know, through my child up, childhood up until now, uh, a lot of it actually comes from music. And, uh, you know, what happens with my mind anyway, this might not be for everyone, but, you know, I, I hear a song, whether it's lyrical or instrumental or, um, and I, uh, I listen to the music and these images just kind of come into my head and start forming. And this is where I get a lot of my story ideas from back in like middle school, elementary, really, there was no audience. I was kind of just writing for myself, writing for classes, maybe. Um, a lot of the time in my English classes, they would present, um, you know, opportunities to share your stories with in front of the class. And 
So I got a lot of feedback, you know, from middle school on, and that was really exciting for me because I could finally kind of present my ideas that I had been harboring inside of my brain. Um, I think high school is when I really reached my peak of like, okay, you know, this is something I'm really good at and I really want to hone this and continue it. I think high school is definitely where I reached that point where I'm like, okay, you know, I really want to become a professional writer, you know, become an author and, you know, life kind of got in the way and I got sidetracked a lot and, you know, being an author isn't exactly a college degree. <laughs> so I kind of had to put things aside and, you know, find a, find a more professional path. So, you know, releasing that book last month was definitely like the first stepping stone into that goal and dream becoming a reality. Um, so yeah, definitely a really exciting, you know, stepping stone for me. All right. So Colin, you, you just released this book on, on Amazon and, and it's about being okay. And you talked about kind of your, uh, I don't want to call them struggles because they've all led you to where you are. And so, you know, some of the ups and downs, the ebbs and flows of life where you've been distracted and then where you've been focused, uh, where did you get the idea of writing uh, a book about being okay? So, uh, you know, looking, looking back at my life, um, you know, I, like you said, I have gone through struggles, but you know, they've led me to where I am today. They've given me the experiences, uh, you know, that I have in my mind to use to create stories to help others. And I think that's my main goal as an author is to help others, you know, whether it's nonfiction or fiction, I really just want my stories and characters and words to, you know, help people through problems. Cause I feel like growing up books, a lot of the time were, you know, that helped for me. So I kind of wanted to give back to the to the reading world as, as you know that's what it did for me growing up but um but yeah the it's okay I definitely I wrote to help people you know I was I just came out of a time in my life where I refer back to it as a storm and so I'm looking back into the storm from the outside now and just looking at all that I've come through and I was like you know what there's people still there um that are at the point where I was. And, you know, I just kind of wanted to do a little something to help them. And, you know, I didn't want it to take too long. I kind of wanted to get my, a taste of, you know, what it's like to write and publish a book. And so that's where I came upon the idea of just, you know, writing a list and making it super simple to read and entertaining at the same time, but also, you know, helpful in, in the way of, you know, uh, creating a little bit of happiness, maybe for somebody who may be going through a tough time. So, well, I think it's a perfect uh, message, especially for so many people. And, and and in this series, you know, salute to resolutions. Um, man, we're in the middle of of February, and and it's it's where the grind gets tough. It's right after the excitement of January, starting your goals, starting your vision, starting your resolution, and, and then it, it kind of feels like a Tuesday. You know, where like Monday, it's the beginning yeah. of the week. I got this. And then February's hitting. It's more like a Tuesday where, okay, now, you know, I'm, I'm tired, you know, from all the different <laughs> things. And I think, I think your book, uh, being able to be an expression and being a short list of things that can help you look at the storm, like you said, I think that's a beautiful, uh, you know, 
opportunity and, and gift for people to be able to see uh, and, and also an entertaining value uh, at the same time as well. Cause I, I know you're writing and I, I know that it is entertaining now in the process of, you know, it's okay. What were some of the things that, you know, that you just wrote that either did or didn't make it into the book that you were really excited about? Um, well, the, the interesting thing about, um, the first book in it, so it's actually going to be part of a two book series kind of. Um, and the second book will kind of take off, uh, since it's in an alphabetical list, it's kind of split in half. And so I left off, um, you know, with some letters to be to put in. So the first book is uh, 100 things. The second book is going to be 150 things. So that'll complete my original idea, which was to do um, 250 things to be okay about. And so I just kind of wanted to get the, the book out there to help people. I know that some of my family were expressing interest in it and figured, you know what, I can kind of split it in two and, you know, let people read the first one and kind of get a taste for my writing and what I'm about and then release the second one, uh, which will continue that list of, you know, things that we kind of take advantage of every day that, uh, you know, can kind of present uh, like a, hey, you know, life sucks sometimes, but, you know, what if we didn't have air conditioning? You know, how much would life suck then? So, it's it's kind of that kind of like let's uh, let's appreciate what we have even though it can seem kind of sucky sometimes. I like that because you know perspective uh, extremely you know destroys or builds depending on what your perspective is or how you're looking at something. And I know as you know athletes train, I think about all the people who are coming up in the NFL draft. Um, there are always free agents or, or undrafted free agents that don't get drafted. And, you know, that's a, a thought process of, you know, oh, I failed or I can keep going. And, you know, I've been blessed to go this far. Why not keep moving forward? And, and you kind of have to count your cost and count uh, all the different things that you've gone through and see where you, how far you've come. Uh, and so I think that's uh, exciting. I'm glad that you're, you know, going to be able to finish it. I think that's really smart too, uh, about splitting it so that you can get some content out there. Um, that's, I don't think I know a lot of people that necessarily do that, but in the resolutions world, sometimes maybe it is, uh, if you've got a big dream or a big resolution to cut it into easier or, or more bite-sized pieces where you can handle, um, and then also, you know, see it completed. Uh, I think that's really, really awesome. Uh, what are you currently working on now, aside from part two? Sure, yeah. I mean, so so part two, you know, will probably be released uh, sometime next year, maybe around the same time, you know, around that, that January mark where people are starting their uh, resolutions, and um, maybe that'll be the goal for that. But beyond that, uh, I just started writing a book uh, you know, kind of referring back to, you know, my childhood and my struggles, you know, growing up, the, the experiences that kind of made me who I am today. Um, and referring back to that storm, uh, I'm actually writing a book called Brave the Storm. Um, and it's going to be a book kind of detailing uh, all of the recent struggles that I've gone through and how my faith has let me progress out of that storm. 
uh, because I know that without God, I would not be where I am today, and I would still probably be in that storm, you know, drowning. And so I kind of wanted to write about my experiences with that. Um, I mean, that could be a different uh, podcast entirely because uh, just a lot of recent uh, abuse and stuff with family. And so that's kind of what that book is going to be about. And I think, you know, yeah, the abuse part, but also just kind of like the holding faith while you're going through really tough times and uh, knowing that there is an exit to the storm and you can get out of it and then look back and be like, wow, you know, look at what I was in, but look where I am now. The, the step one and then step two parts of life where you, you know, uh, we're in the middle of a sentence, you know, it's, it's hard to, uh, you know, jump to the end of a book or to the end of the sentence and say, this is how it's going to end. Cause we just, we don't know. Um, and so that's, yeah. you know, I, I think that it's uh, brave of you to, you know, share your story as well, share the, you know, different struggles, the dangers or the, uh, the parts of the storm that get rocky. I mean, I, as anybody, we're going to have those experiences, but especially when you start sharing those experiences, I feel like that's where you uh, find encouragement, you find community, you find growth, um, and it's a lot easier to handle when you're able to step up. So I appreciate you, um, you know, being a leader and, and just leading the charge with sharing as well as uh, being uh, gifted enough to be able to tell your story through uh, a writing process. Of course, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to kind of tell my story because not a lot of people know about it. And, uh, you know, a lot of it, I, I'm just kind of figuring out um, because I had been trapped in that storm. I, you know, there was a lot of stuff happening to me, uh, you know, like back home and um, that I didn't really realize was happening until just recently. So, you know, it's kind of those revelations came to me and I was like, okay, you know, God put me through that storm for a reason. And he gave me the skill of writing for a reason. So I'm kind of putting two and two together and, you know, using my faith and my life experiences to help others, you know, because that is my main goal um, is not to write for myself, but to write for God and for others. All right. So we kind of talked a little bit about the writing process as well. And I think that that's, uh, another area where in, in resolutions, you know, or writer's block or, or situations like that, I want, I want you to kind of share with me, uh, what it looks like to write a short story or to write your book. Uh, like how does it begin brainstorm all of that? I kind of want to know to you, like how that starts. Sure. Yeah. So, um, you know, like I said before, I think a lot of my ideas, um, I, at least fictional ideas come from, um, music. A lot of the time I'm like, a, I'm an audiophile. So I listen to music pretty much constantly. Um, and I think a lot of my ideas just come from that, you know, they just kind of pop into my head and, and evolve from there. But, um, this is my first time actually stepping out of the fictional zone because I think most of my short stories, if not all have all been fiction. Um, so writing it's okay. was kind of like a big step out of that comfort zone for me. Um, because it was my first time besides writing, you know, articles and, and short little snippets of things online, but, um, writing nonfiction was definitely a different process. Um, because it was, it was a lot of just kind of thinking about my personal experiences and, um, thinking about what people would enjoy reading. 
Um, and so it all begins with, you know, just getting into the chair. You just have to sit down at some point and be like, okay, I'm going to write this. Because a lot of the time you're just like, oh, you know what? I'm just going to think of ideas. I'm just going to keep thinking about it. I'm going to outline it. I'm going to plan it. And I know a lot of people have to plan in order to do something. I know a lot of writers who just absolutely have to write an outline. Um, you know, most of the time I just start and, you know, as I'm thinking of the idea, as I'm writing, um, I kind of write a loose outline and go from there. Um, so that's, you know, what I did. I just, I sat and I wrote for hours on end um, just to kind of get the juices flowing. And once that momentum starts for me, that's, it keeps going until, until it's time to go to bed because I have work the next day. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> which, I, you know, that's a relatable thing for a lot of people. You know, you, not a lot of people have the, uh, the opportunity to just write for a living 24-7. So um, it's going to come with uh, the struggle of knowing that you have a day job in the morning. <laughs> well, so, I, I think that that's a, a perfect analogy, too, for, for the grind of, of, of whatever job you're working. You know, sometimes it may not mean that you start out with a, a, a job where you're, you know, able to bring home the bacon with just that job. I, I know a lot of people who have uh, had to, you know, work two, three different jobs or, or maybe they've wanted to do, uh, for me, I know a lot of broadcasters who they started out, you know, waiting tables late at night and then going to the uh, radio studio when running the radio production from, you know, four in the morning to six in the morning and then they sleep, you know, and then they do it all over again. So I think that's a good analogy uh, for the grind. I mean, you have to get up and sometimes it means you have to stay up late as well. Yeah. Yeah. For, for me, I mean, that was my only opportunity to write was after work or early in the morning, which I prefer not to. <laughs> I'm definitely more of a, more of a night owl when it comes to like creativity. So, I mean, after work, I would just, I would sit down at my desk at work, you know, after getting up to take a little walk. Um, but, you know, my day job, I'm a loans processor um, at Liberty University. So, um, right after work, you know, I clock out, I go into uh, my computer and hit some tunes and I just got started writing. You know, I brought out my typewriter and I just did it. You know, that's, I think it's as simple as that, um, is just doing it, you know, sitting down and actually writing and I think um I mean to get the first draft done it took me about a week for it wow. you know writing writing about three hours a night um it, and I think the last night I ended up doing about six or seven in in you know all at once so um I really wanted to get it done you know I had that end vision in my mind and I was like I was picturing the book in my hand and I was like I want that that is my goal and I, I want to do it. And so that's what I did, you know, and no matter how long it took or, you know, how tired I was getting, how much I wanted to sit down and just watch Disney plus or Netflix, <laughs> you know, I, I wrote because I wanted that end vision and it got to me. And the, the day that my book finally came in the mail and I saw the, you know, the author proof of it and I was getting ready to hit submit. Um, it was definitely an awesome feeling and, you know, one that I probably will not be able to ever recreate. Uh, what is that like too? What is the process of, of you know, publishing? Was it self-publishing? 
Um, how did you, you know, get connected or how did you figure out how to do that? Sure. Yeah. So a while back, um, you know, I, as I was kind of wanting to write a book, I never got the chance to until just recently, but, uh, I was looking into, you know, publishing opportunities and this is when self-publishing was starting to become a big thing. You know, eBooks have really become a, you know, a daily daily thing for people, especially with the, the rise of smartphones and, you know, everybody has an e-reader in their pocket, whether they believe it or not. Um, and so I discovered Amazon KDP, which is their publishing uh, company. So I submitted my book through them and all of my, all my stuff is going through Amazon, including the audio book, which is coming out later this month through Audible. Um, and so, you know, the process was not very hard. Uh, I submitted the, the original files to them. They got back to me and they, you know, if there were any formatting issues or anything, they would tell me what it was. I would fix it and, you know, it would be back online. So it's been a really cool process through them. Of course, you're not going to get as much, you know, uh, exposure and marketing as you would with, you know, hiring a publisher um, or an agent. But, you know, it gives me the opportunity to just kind of get my name out there and gain a little bit of recognition as a beginning author. So that was, that was my goal. That's awesome. I mean, that stuff fascinates me because I feel like uh, I've met a lot of people who have had a lot of great ideas and people who have been like, yeah, I'm writing a book or, or yeah, I'm, I'm doing this. Uh, but to see you kind of uh, complete it, you know, move it to completion and then do it and not just do it. You figured out a way to... Uh, not just have one book, but be able to, uh, you know, get a book published and have it on Amazon and, and now Audible where people can listen to it. And like you said, it, it may not be uh, as broadcasted or, or as, um, you know, promoted as, as a publishing company or a big publishing company. But at the same time, you know, that, that's the beginning you know, it's, it's just the beginning. And I, and I love that. And just like this year, uh, we're still in the beginning. People need to understand it just because it's February does not mean that the whole year has to go, uh, the way that the last week went. And I want to encourage people through this salute resolutions. Uh, your resolution is not a failure yet, or, or if you're, if you haven't started yet, you're not a failure. Start today. You know, like you sat down and you just wrote. I, I feel like that's what people, whatever their dreams are or passions are, that's what they need to do. They need to sit down and they need to do it. And of course, exactly. I'm, I'm here to promote as best I can. So on Amazon, it's okay. A hundred things to be thankful for when you don't feel like it by Colin Schwager. You definitely need to go check it out. Um, and and support as well as just uh hear the beautiful ideas that he has in in being thankful and being okay throughout your year because we all face the storm we all face the grind it gets hard uh, and and i absolutely love that what are some tips or advice that you could give to aspiring uh writers or people who are uh, maybe their resolution is to start a blog what are what are some things that you could share well, sure. I mean, to begin, I kind of have a general rule for everyone. Um, and that is, you know, just because you start a resolution at the beginning of the year doesn't mean that if you skip a day or you, you know, fail, doesn't mean you have to stop your resolution then. 
um, you know, it's not a yearly thing. You're not resetting in January. This is a, you know, life is continual. It's continuous. And, um, you know, when you fail, you get back up and, and you retry. You know, when January 1st hits and you, you, you know, everybody sets their resolutions from that point on. Um, but you don't have to do that. You can kind of get out of that and do your own grind. You know, you can do your own thing. And that's kind of what I believe in because I skip days with writing a lot. You know, there's times when I set goals for myself, like, oh, I'm going to write this amount of words per day and I'll skip a week sometimes. And then, but I always go right back to it and I always make up for it in the end because that little break sometimes gives me more inspiration, honestly. Um, so sometimes breaks can be good. It doesn't mean that you failed. Um, but as for tips, on writing and just kind of getting started. Like I said, just uh, write as often as you can. I mean, if you can write just, you know, a, a couple of words a day, a couple of sentences, um, then that you're honing that skill. Um, and if you want to put your work out there, doing a, doing a blog is definitely a good opportunity. Uh, a lot of the times it's free and I've definitely done a fair share of blogs myself and, you know, gained a little bit of exposure. Um, depending on what you're writing, uh, if you're writing more nonfiction article kind of content, uh, medium.com is is one that I found a lot of success on. Um, and I've actually gotten a few paychecks from them for some of my content. Um, and then just, you know, starting your own blog, writing about your life experiences or um, things that are inspiring you, things that you're struggling with. You never know who's going to see it and, you know, who might need that in that moment. All right, Colin, we're going to do a rapid fire segment. And this is one of my favorite things to do. I feel like you can tell and learn a lot about somebody uh, by the way they answer questions, uh, especially when you start talking about favorites or talking about music or movies or things like that. So I always try to get a little bit more personality out of my guests by going through a rapid fire segment, which you just say the first thing that comes to your mind. Are you ready? All right. I'm getting nervous, but I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be nervous. All right. What's your favorite resolution that you've ever completed? Okay. So, I mean, <laughs> just recently, uh, my resolution has just been to write a book and I did that. So resolution complete for this year. <laughs> Man, Jan January, January, he's already done. That's, that's one, that's one way to go. Uh, and that's really cool. Uh, resolution that started last year though, right? Yes. Yeah. It started before the, before the new year, I've been, you know, planning it out and, and writing a little bit at a time. It's just that when January hit, I was like, okay, you know what, this is, I'm going to get this done. So. <laughs> and then, and it goes by quick. All right. What's your favorite snack to eat while writing? Uh, favorite snack. Jeez. Uh, that's a hard one. <laughs> uh, I have a, I have a, can of peanuts at my desk that I kind of chow down on um, throughout the day while writing as well. Uh, is there any specific flavor or any specific brand? Um, I don't know what the brand is. I got it from Target, but they're uh, <laughs> they're like this roasted roasted peanuts with the I think it's like honey roasted. Yeah, yeah. honey roasted peanuts. There you go. Yeah, I thought we were gonna go, you know, planners hashtag baby nut or something like that. Because <laughs> uh, you, you never know. And plus, if I can say hashtag baby nut on the uh, podcast, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get like three <laughs> extra listeners. So, yeah, that was a, that was a fun commercial that the Super Bowl. 
Hey, that was all uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, man. Gary V. That was his. Uh, yeah. That was his Love group Gary. that that helped promote that and and create that idea, which I think is crazy. Anyway, continuing on. Uh, what type of music gets you in the mood to write? So you you said you're a very audible guy. You listen to music, and all of a sudden it'll be like boom. So I didn't even know that about you, but I had a feeling. That's why I asked this question before you even knew it. Um, I wrote this question down <laughs> last night. Uh, what music though, like just hits you every time? So the interesting thing about music is, um, kind of whatever I'm writing, uh, I set the mood with, um, the music. So, uh, right now with Brave the Storm, I feel like I'm listening to a lot of more introspective music, um, a lot more, uh, Christian music, and then also just a lot of instrumental. But, you know, if I'm writing something, you know, fantasy-based, let's say, you know, a, a medieval kind of story, I'll listen to Lord of the Rings, I'll listen to uh, the Game of Thrones soundtrack. I feel like soundtracks kind of um, make up most of my music list, but it changes that's, depending on what I'm working on. That's awesome. And also, like, really intriguing because I never really thought about it that way, but a soundtrack is meant to lead you and guide you through your you know tv show or your movie and i feel like all the really really good movies that i've seen in my life i can remember the soundtrack so well i mean i can remember han zimmer in inception like like mm -hmm. that soundtrack is still like still can play through my head so that's really unique and cool that that is what kind of directs and leads you that kind of is a very really uh behind the scenes type feel so i, I appreciate that um what's your favorite movie that was also a book okay so um i feel like anytime i ever get a favorite book or a favorite movie i always as cliche as it is i always refer back to harry potter because like i said earlier that was my biggest inspiration for jumping into writing um you know, I, thanks to J.K. Rowling for that. Um, but yeah, I feel like that movie and that book series will always kind of be my go-to um, when I want to feel good. And, uh, you know, like they say in the movie, Hogwarts, you know, you'll always have a home there. So, <laughs> <laughs> what, what about any other movie? I know a lot of people usually will say, oh, the book was better. You know, if a, if a movie comes out that was a book first, I, I feel like you always get the hardcore people who are like, the movies suck. I mean, it's just that simple. Are there any movies that you've seen that were books first that you were like, wow, that movie actually did the book justice or that was really close? I definitely feel like the, the Harry Potter series did a really well, good job of, you know, translating the book into a movie. Um, and I feel like the, the directors and producers, you know, all were very faithful to the content. Um, one book that I can say that didn't make a good movie was Aragon. I was very disappointed in that. Uh, you're not the first to, to say that. I've, I've heard that from a couple of people. Uh, I've, I think hashtag remake Aragon was trending like like two weeks ago on Twitter. Uh, like everybody yeah. is saying like quit remaking all these other movies and remake Aragon. Uh, so that's, it, that's- It deserves it. That's, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I Man, I don't even remember. I think I saw that in the theaters so a long time that's ago that's the thing it's not memorable at all <laughs> no i i <laughs> just it was awful i just know that that was uh jeremy irons was the best thing about that movie 
Yeah. So, um, all right. So what was the last show that you binged? Um, okay. So last show that I binged was, uh, Star Wars, the Clone Wars, which I'm actually still binging, <laughs> um, getting ready for the new season coming to Disney plus. So now have you watched, uh, did you start watching that because of the Mandalorian and trying to like watch all the shows in chronological or order? No, but that definitely crossed my mind. Um, I remember watching Clone Wars a while ago, back when it was still on Cartoon Network. Um, and so, you know, I just kind of wanted to start back up at that. But I did binge watch The Mandalorian and loved it. Definitely, a, you know, great, great series. Definitely a great example of screenwriting. Great screenwriting. Yeah, I was, I was impressed with the way that Jon Favreau made it it made it feel very, very Star Wars-y, but also very new and fresh. Uh, and I feel like that's really hard considering all the Star Wars content we've been saturated with, you know, in my childhood. And, and you know, growing up, we only had three Star Wars. <laughs> and then midway through, we ended up getting, you know, the, the I guess the prequels or the sequels. I mean, they were, uh, they were technically prequels. So, uh, you yeah. know, episode one, two, and three, and so we had kind of new, but I don't think those felt as Star Warsy. They felt more nuanced and new age. Um, and, and literally after the first episode of The Mandalorian, I was like, I think that was more Star Warsy, like a New Hope type Star Warsy than any of the other ones that I've seen. Of course, except for Rogue One. I feel like Rogue One, in my mind, Rogue One is the best Star Wars movie uh that came out in the last 20 years so yeah definitely agree the interesting thing about the mandalorian is um and i didn't know this but i was just uh reading about the directors and producers and the the theme of the mandalorian is it's star wars mixed with western so it definitely i mean soundtrack and everything it definitely has that feel uh, i i do like that all right colin i always ask uh, this question and it's a three-part question and, and the reason I ask it is because I think it's important for people to look at where they are where they've been and then where they're going and, and it's important to kind of find that direction I think that goals are important uh, and in this series of salute to resolutions um, I think that's even more important too so uh, I always ask what are your goals how will you get there and what inspires you and since we're in 2020, a brand new decade, brand new year, um, we'll start, you know, with just what are your goals or what are your resolutions for 2020? Sure. Um, so <clears throat> the main goal for this year is to finish that book, Brave the Storm. Um, you know, I want to have that done by 2021 so I can get that out there. Um, the other goal is, I didn't mention this earlier, but I'm also uh, trying my hand at writing a screenplay. Um, just because I have I have some connections with some producers um, out in the West, and they definitely want to put a screenplay in their hand. So interesting. What is this screenplay about? If we can get like sneak preview stuff. Sure. Yeah. So um, I'm still working on the logline. Um, you know, kind of like the description of it, but it's about a young boy who likes to pretend that he's a superhero. Um, 
but instead of fighting villains, uh, he's fighting cancer. So the kind of the movie kind of revolves around him struggling with the effects of cancer and him wanting to finish this superhero race that his town is running. So, wow. That, I already feel like that's uh, a, a movie I would go see. Uh, I mean, <laughs> that's, that's a really, really cool idea. Uh, very inspiring. Um, and I look forward to it. Uh, I mean, that's, that's a goal right there. Um, you, you talked about, you know, some of your connections. So I'll tie that into how will you get there? Um, what are some of the practical things that you're doing throughout your days, months, you know, weeks um, in preparation of your goals? Sure. Uh, I feel like reading is definitely, you know, the, the daily thing that I do that prepares me for my goals. Um, because by reading, I'm getting that uh, constant, you know, constant content flowing through my head, ideas, and I also get inspiration from other writers. You know, like, oh, well, they wrote this, you know, I can, let me get started on my book again, that kind of thing. So, you know, it's, uh, what, is, what is the saying that um, the people that you hang around, um, you know, that's who you become. So for me, it's, it's books, you know, I surround myself with books and with other people that like to read and write. So. Well, that's, that's how you get there. I, I mean, if you want to be around, you know, if you want to be successful, put yourself around successful people. It doesn't mean you're going to just randomly become successful via them, but I feel like you learn a lot uh, when you're around those people who are driven, who are focused. And so uh, for you, that's, that's books. For somebody else, that may mean, uh, you know, being around some people who are really talented uh, musicians or, or really talented athletes and, and learn what they do and how they grind out, you know, each and every day. Um, when you're, you know, doing your, your daily routine or, or you're doing your, uh, practical things that you're doing, you're reading, you're, you're taking notes, things like that. Uh, what is the personal drive that inspires you, uh, to really focus and, and you talked about getting your book done and you just got hungry for it. I mean, you, you would write three hours. Um, what inspires you this year? I think um, before my inspiration was kind of just um, was a little more selfish. You know, I just kind of wanted to get a book out. I wanted to be, you know, my, my goal, even as a child, was just to become an author as big as J.K. Rowling. You know, that was always my inspiration. But I think recently I kind of had a change where, you know, I'm getting married in October. And so now I think my drive is to, you know, help my family, you know, my, my future wife and future children. Um, I just kind of want to make a secure living and while also doing something that I love. So I think, you know, yeah, I'm working a day job. Yeah, I'm going to be working a second job soon. But, you know, I want to keep working at my dream. And I want my dream to be a part of my family. So, you know, I don't want it to be just for me. That's good. I mean, that's, that should be, I do think that our success is never meant for just us. It's meant to be shared. Uh, and that's a hard lesson sometimes because it's really hard to, you know, stop worrying so, so much about, you know, what do I get out of this or, or putting in the time just for a personal selfish reason. And it becomes more of how can I lay a groundwork for other people? And I always look at it from a standpoint of like, uh, 
you know, Lewis and Clark paving the way, you know, they're, they're going to go and they're going to be an explorer and they're going to lay, you know, cut out some trails and and, uh, really trek all the hard terrain and show people where to go. And I I always look at it like this. I've been through some storms and I've been through some deserts in my life, but I think I went through those deserts so that I could show people who are in the desert currently where they can find water because I've been thirsty and I've been hungry and I've been in different areas that are so hard uh, to see through the storm or, or to find any peace. And I made it through somehow and I'm going to have other ones ahead of me. I know I'm (laughs) by no means am I done with those yet, but I I think it's important to look back and say, okay, who's there now and who can I help? Uh, So that's really, really awesome. Exactly. Yeah, that's definitely a really good point. Uh, Colin, I know we talked about your book a lot, um, but I always have people shout out their socials, how people can see your work, um, your website, things like that. Uh, How can people connect with you? Sure. Uh, Right now I don't really have any, um, social media is other than my personal. So, I mean, you can always find me um, at Colin Schwager on Instagram. On Twitter, it's just got an underscore under my first name and last name. And on Facebook, you know, just search my name. Uh, But I do have a website. It's authorcolinschwager.com. And that's where you can also find the links to my book. Um, I'm going to be uploading uh, little snippets of stories and just kind of updates on on my content. So on the screenplay, I'll probably post a, you know, some screenshots or some snippets from that and my upcoming book as well. So. That's awesome. I, I really appreciate you coming on and talking in this series of salute to resolutions. And I know that this is not a typical sports related podcast this week, but at the same time, I know that somebody out there is wanting to do more than just sports or wanting to do more than just Uh, you know, writing or being a musician or lose weight. This is not just a resolution thought process of saying you can only have one resolution. There are thousands of resolutions, millions of resolutions that people are creating. And I hear you and I see you and I want to encourage you because I know, I know that at some point you are going to be angry or frustrated that the resolution is not how it might have been. So Colin, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your advice. Do you have any last uh, words of encouragement or anything that you would like to uh, leave the, the audience with? Sure, yeah. It's, it's been an honor being on the show. And, you know, I just wanted to let people know, you know, one more time, I don't know what you're going through. I don't know uh, what struggles you're going through or how big the storm you were in. But uh, just know that there is, an exit to it you will get out of the storm and you will be able to stand outside of it and look in and be you know just say to yourself i just came out of that and i'm so much stronger for it so that is that is my advice for people to just keep going keep trucking and just keep doing what you love if you like the podcast please let me know in the comments and don't forget to like and subscribe to this channel because we have a lot more content coming your way For more exclusive content, you can follow us on Twitter at TGS underscore podcast and on Instagram at TGS underscore network. Also, check out our YouTube channel, The Grind Sports Network, and don't forget to like and subscribe. Until next time, grind on.